Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Lisa Hammett, who is the international best-selling author of From Burnout to Best Life, a TEDx and motivational speaker and a success coach helping stressed and burned out business owners and executives develop mental fitness to manage stress and get healthy. After 26 years in the corporate retail sector, she reached burnout. Upon leaving the industry, she lost 65 pounds and became a wellness coach for one of the largest global wellness weight loss companies. We have so much to talk about. Let's jump right into this and welcome Lisa. Thank you so much, Summer. I'm thrilled to be here. Absolutely. Well, I'm thrilled to have you and thank you so much for being here today with me. So before we delve into your professional journey, can you describe your life thus far in one word? Exciting. Oh, tell me more. It's very exciting. So as you had mentioned, you know, last year I published a book, which actually became a bestseller, which I was very excited about, but that just launched this trajectory of speaking engagements and partnering with organizations to help them help their clients basically to improve uh, mental health and well-being in the workplace. So that has been pretty exciting. And it's just so fast moving. I feel like I'm on this fast moving train and it's just going, going, going. And it's exciting. It's a, it's a little stressful, but I have techniques for managing stress. So I can, I can handle it. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to get more into this interview and learn more about maybe those techniques that you can share with others. But let's dive into your book from burnout to best life. Tell us about your inspiration for this best selling book. Sure. Uh, thank you. So last November, it officially went up on distribution. From Burnout to Best Life integrates my journey of overcoming burnout after 26 years in the corporate retail sector to a happy, healthy, fulfilled life. And it also establishes some practical tips that can help you the audience achieve their best life. And at the end of each chapter, there are reflection questions that can help identify pain points. So why did I even write this book to begin with? Well, kind of a funny story. I never really anticipated writing a book. I mean, I've always enjoyed writing. It's been fun, you know, throughout like college, I did creative writing, but I never really had this huge aspiration to write a book. Well, during the pandemic, I started blogging. And through just networking, mostly through LinkedIn, I had various connections in the publishing space. And when I started to speak with publishers and editors and copywriters, etc., they were all like, wow, you've got some great content. Have you ever thought about writing a book? And, you know, the first couple of times somebody says that to you, you're like, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> That's really nice. But 
you know. <laughs> and then the more you hear it, you're like, huh, okay, I guess I'm getting a message here. Um, I choose to believe in divine intervention, but you know, if that's not your thing, that's, that's cool. But whatever you want to call it, the universe or anything, I, I felt like, okay, I was being led here. And I just kept hearing it more and more. I'm like, okay, I get the message. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> so I did. I, I started vetting a lot of different publishers. I really had no idea what to do. You know, I was so naive to think that, oh gosh, I, obviously I need some artwork for cover and I need an editor. But beyond that, you know, I'm good. Well, <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> There's so much more to know. <laughs> now, let me ask you, when you started and you had this inspiration and this epiphany, like, oh my gosh, now people are telling me I've got this great content. Yes. I want to get into maybe developing this book. So did you submit queries to different publishers or did you go the route of self-publishing or did you go the route of like a boutique publisher? Tell me more. That's a, that's a great question. So I really did a lot of different research and I determined that I wanted to go with a hybrid publisher because being that it was the first book that I had ever published, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I needed somebody to guide me, but I also wanted to maintain 100% rights of the book. And I didn't want to try to pitch a big publishing house. For one, the likelihood of me being picked up was slim to none. I mean, that's just reality. So I started just asking for referrals and I have a lot of networking through various channels and started to vet different hybrid publishers. And I ended up going with Aviva Publishing, Susan Friedman out of New York. And she was amazing, is amazing because I still work with her. She introduced me to just a whole breadth of people that I needed. And it's amazing how many different editors you need. And yes, you need artwork for a cover, but you also need a layout designer and there's so many other things involved and she made all these fabulous connections to to individuals that were just amazing to work with and she also helped me with a book uh, marketing program which has been hugely uh, impactful and I'm also part of like a mastermind an author influencer program with her as well and other authors globally so that's kind of where I landed oh and I love that thank you so much for describing that because I think that a lot of people want to write a book and they don't know those first steps or where to even begin. And it was something that I had done a couple of times in relation to researching how to submit a query to the different publishers, the big five, the, you know, all those things and spending that time doing it. And yet there were other ways such mm -hmm. as those hybrid publishers, those boutique publishers. And that is exactly the way I went as well, because like you said, I also wanted to retain 100% of yes. my rights to the information that I'm putting out there and publishing and getting published. And so I am in agreement. There are so many different ways you can approach this. And I'm glad that you did approach this and you wrote your book. So tell us more about From Burnout to Best Life, because I want to hear about some of those steps that really can help people to really understand that if you're feeling burnout, one, what do you do? And then two, how do you actually not just envision, but start those steps towards your best life? Absolutely. So the book is divided into sections and the first one is getting started. And I do this when I work with clients as well as, you know, oftentimes people come to me because they're stressed and burnt out and 
I coach a lot of executives and high level business owners and, you know, they've kind of siloed themselves. They're an expert in what they do and they might have worked for an organization or had their business for a long period of time, but it's just started to be a grind and they've stopped dreaming and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, what, what do I do? What do I do? So the first step in the book is really to come up with a vision statement. A lot of people are like, what the heck is that? If you're chronically stressed and burnt out, you have lost the capacity to dream. You know, your life has just become this horrible, toxic situation. It's more about survival and you've lost the capacity to think beyond that. So I walk people through an exercise and there is a workbook that uh, pairs with the book that actually walks you through this process as well. So there's kind of three steps is you define what your core values are. For a lot of people, that is kind of challenging because they're like, well, I don't even really know what a core value is. I say in layman's terms, basically, it's what is most important to you in your life? What are those things that are truly most important to you in your life? And some of the top ones are family, faith, and financial. I would say those are the top ones. In that as well is integrity and honesty, success. You know, what does success look like for you? So many different adjectives Uh, for artists. It's creativity, being able to, you know, communicate through their art form. So it, it means very different things to different people. So once you kind of start along that path, then usually you just start ferociously writing down all these different values. I always say you really need to get to the top three. Ideally, you want to get to one or two, but the top three will do. People are like, well, I've got 30 on a list. I don't know what to do. But here's the thing. When you hone in on the ones that are most important to you, they're going to encompass all of those other important values that will feed into them. So like family, for example, say family is a big one for you. Well, that could encompass communication. It could encompass honesty and authenticity. You know, there's just all different kinds of things. So there's a subcontext to thank you those, those core values. And and I yes. know exactly what you're talking about because I actually wrote a book and I actually take people also through a strategic approach to understanding their their values, what nice. in alignment with, because yes. a lot of times we are conditioned to believe A, B, or C, either through Absolutely. where we work, our clergy, our educators, our parents, our caretakers, all these different things, all these different people. And yet, what do you actually live in alignment with? What yes. is important to you? What do you value? So I love that you take them through this process and something I do too, a personal mission statement. vision statement. And I do think that people contain and maintain the ability to dream. But I think that we forget when we're in these toxic situations. Mm -hmm. So we always have the capacity. It's more like, how do you tap back into that when you feel so smothered and so overwhelmed? Exactly. Burned out. Yes. And that's why I love this title from burnout to best life. I love that you give steps that you break your book down into five different categories Mm -hmm. because that really helps people conceptualize part by part by part by piece, how they're supposed to work through this. 
And I love that. And the reason I love that is because, you know, when we go to like classrooms or sermons or, or something that's just so inspiring and you're excited, you're exhilarated after you leave, but then you're like, where am I supposed to go from here? Good point. Steps. And yet it's books like yours from burnout to best life that provide those important steps. So thank you for writing the book. Thank you for telling us more about it. So there's that first portion of the book and then you go on. So once you get your values, you kind of do a brain dump on all your passions and then all your strengths. And those could be God-given talents or learned skills. Come up with a vision statement that's in alignment with all three. And then once you have your vision statement, you attach it to a why. Why do you want that? You know, why are, are these things most important to you? And it's not because, well, I just want more money. Well, I love my family. I want to spend more time with my family. Well, that's great. Why do you? What is important to you? So you really get that why because that why will motivate you. And then you can break it down into, you know, quantify goals, develop those habits, you know, that or those action steps that align with those goals, and then you can move forward. It really has to start with that vision statement. And you have to really believe that change is possible. That's hard, again, for people who are just stuck in a really toxic situation. But once they start formulating that vision statement and that why, then they're like, okay, now I can kind of see it. How do NFL players, how do Olympians, how do they win? Because they have this vision, they have a winner's mindset. They not only need to know the skills of how to make that magic play or what have you, but they also have this mental clarity and vision that it's possible and they visualize what it's going to look like. So that's what I tell people is not only do you have this vision statement, I want you to, to see it. What is your life going to look like, you know, 10, 20 years down the road, five years down the road, maybe even a year down the road, you know, visualize it and tie it to an emotion. Because when you tie it to an emotion, you're invested. Don't just say, oh, you know, I'm going to be on a beach somewhere. Okay, well, that's fantastic. So how are you going to feel on that beach? Are you going to feel relaxed? Are you going to feel energized? Who's going to be with you? What do you see? What do you smell? You know, notice the senses of the sun, you know, on your body and that warmth. And is it relaxing? really doing that. And then you can go into the, the actual steps to get where you want to be. I think everything that you've mentioned here, the why is the purpose. Yes. The purpose. What is purpose? What is, what is that? Why? What's the purpose? These are questions that I think are so important to ask folks, because I think when you're in those situations where you're just so burned out, you're frazzled, you're so impacted by what you're in at that moment that you forget about yourself, you lose yourself to a certain degree. You do. Stop asking those questions. Well, what am I going to do if I don't have this job? Or what am I going to do? Because you're stuck in that moment. It's not that you don't have the capacity to dream. It's that's been stunted or halted a bit because you feel a certain way. So when you talk about attaching that vision, that dream down the road, what that's going to feel like, that's so important. Then you start switching, not just the action and the mindset, but the feelings attached to it. And when you start feeling better and start approaching that from a different perspective and that you're just filled with emotion and excitement, then we get to, huh, I can put this together. Now I'm really excited about this. And this is something that you also did. You reached a point of burnout and you left an industry that you worked in for a long time. Tell us about that and then losing 65 pounds. 
And I can tell that this is probably part of that inspiration to writing this book. So tell us more about your journey. So if anybody listening to this has ever been in the service industry, whether it's in restaurants or retail in some capacity, you know, dealing with the public is very stressful. I started in the store environment, worked my way up in management, and then I went to the corporate aspect. And it is so stressful and it's such a fast-paced, ever-changing industry. And it's so driven by the economy and who is in office at the time. It's just the demands and the hours. You're not appreciated. It's constant, you know, reactions to situations as opposed to, yes, there's planning, but oh my gosh, if we had a crappy weekend, then, oh, we need to redo plans because that shows a trend. Well, no, it really doesn't. It's one weekend. That's just the way it is. And it really just took a toll. And I was at the point of where my health was suffering. I had chronic migraines. I had stomach issues. I was on all kinds of medication. I was depressed. I was working about 80 hours a week. I had no life. I'd been with my husband for a while before getting married, but it really took a toll on our relationship. And it just got so bad that he basically said, please just leave that job. Just, I don't care what you do, just, just leave. Cause I was not myself. I was truly the worst version of myself. I was a nightmare to be around. So I just quit. I felt like I had slammed into a wall. I did not like the person I had become. I was really overweight. I felt terrible. I just, it was not a good place. So I left in a moment of desperation and I didn't really plan a strategy of how to replace a high salary. So that caused significant hardship down the road, you know, because we had to kind of dig ourselves out of a bunch of debt that we accumulated. But the positive of it was that it forced me into a self-reflection, self-development period that I was sorely lacking. It was the best thing that I could have done. So I lost the weight through Weight Watchers, actually. <laughs> and then I actually went to work for them. And, you know, they're based on behavioral science. And I got lots of great training for that. But then I also went into the direct selling world. That was a great opportunity for self-development. And I really had to take a hard look at what were my priorities in life? Is it just to collect a, a high salary or do I want more? How do I, why am I on this earth? You know, I had to ask some like really kind of deep questions over a period of time. It really kind of started to evolve. Then, you know, the pandemic happened and just threw up everybody's world. I had people coming to me just so stressed and burnt out. And I'm like, you know what? This is what I was meant to do. All those years in that toxic situation have led me to this. You know, I've been coaching now for over 11 years on health and wellness. I can speak to that, but I need to invest more in myself so that I can have the life coaching principles to actually help get to the root cause of this situation. So that's what I did. I made a big investment and went through an extensive life coaching program. And then last year I started my positive intelligence, mental fitness journey. And next month I'll be certified in mental fitness. And what I love and am so passionate about that is it really takes a deep dive into how our thought patterns impact our behavior 
which then in turn impacts our life. And we have absolute control over our destiny on what we do. Now, I'm not going to say there aren't going to be challenges and outside influencers. Absolutely. I'm not naive in that sense. But we can impact how we respond to situations and we can be the driver. We could choose to be healthy, to feed our mind and our body with the right things. Pretty interesting how life kind of just takes a full circle, you know? Absolutely. I love it. Everything you said is so incredibly important. And you're absolutely right. How we respond versus react is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. And that can be a journey for some. That can be habits, new habits for others, Mm -hmm. for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. And it can be a shift in mindset. But a lot of this has to do with conditioning, what we've learned, what we've been told, how we've done things. So it takes some work. Yes. Now, are, are you are you invested in yourself to do that work? You can see along your path also, Lisa, that there were some milestones that really like enlightened you, awakened you to say, okay, enough. I got to make some change. Maybe your husband was like, you got to quit. And even though you had debt that you had to look at or uh, you didn't have a strategic plan, let me ask you, are you happy where you're at today and the choices that you've made? Thousand percent. A thousand percent. It was the best thing I could have ever done. It's just really stepping out kind of in faith. And I do have a strong faith, whatever you believe, it's really recognizing that you're worth it. And you, you can do this, you can move past this, no matter how crappy life looks, sometimes you can move past this, you have more within you than you have ever thought possible. You just have to dig a little deeper some days, but you can do it. It's pretty amazing. Absolutely. And I agree with you completely. We all go through different things and we all have unique journeys, very unique. And there are multiple factors that contribute to how we respond or react to different events in our life or situations. And I love that you mentioned when you were working in the service industry, how difficult it was and what they told you was, you know, this was a bad weekend. So we need to make up for this, or we need to do A, B, and C, or we need to shift here. And that doesn't just happen in retail, but it happens in the medical field as well. It happens all kinds of fields where we're treating people, where we're interacting with people for the private industry in the medical field. As someone who ran the admissions department, the expectation was you will have these beds hundred percent full all the time because it was for profit. Mm-hmm. So even if you're experiencing a 90% bed full 98% of the time, then they wanted 99%. They wanted 100%. And you were usually in the medical field dealing with people in crisis nonstop. Yes. They don't come and see you when they're well. They come and see you in crisis. Mm-hmm. You can reach a point of burnout if you don't take care of yourself. Yes. If you've been conditioned to work a job where you're in it for the money, what are your values? Yes. What are your values? Why are you there? Are you being fulfilled? These are all questions that are so important that I see that you ask both personally, and then you put it in a book. You created your book, a TEDx, all these different things that you've done to show people that you can change that journey for yourself. So can you touch on your TEDx? Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) funny story about the TEDx. So I had mentioned positive intelligence, mental fitness. So that's really kind of the foundation of my practice. So my TEDx is based on helping the audience develop mental fitness, managing negative emotions in the moment with mental fitness. 
I went to the green room. They mic'd me up just like they do with everybody else. So uh, my TEDx was a little over five minutes. They were all pretty short. And I got out on stage. I felt good. I've been doing some mental fitness exercises before. I felt energized. Everything was great. So I get up there on stage and I start and I feel great and everything is good. And maybe 10 seconds in, the MC goes, Lisa, Lisa, stop, stop. And I'm like, what? I almost thought I was hearing things. And she runs over. She ends up putting her hand up the back of my shirt to turn on the microphone. And I'm sitting here looking at an audience of people that are like, what the heck is going on? Because I was in a good mental space. I just kind of like shrugged, did a curtsy, people laughed. And then she was done. And she said, okay, please start over. I'm like, okay. So I think I made a comment to the effect of, you know, life is a little unpredictable, but whatever, and just went on and it was great. And actually at the end of the TEDx, I actually mentioned how this mental fitness technique that I shared with the audience can help in situations like that, like a microphone incident in a situation. So I believe that that happened for a reason, because my topic so aligned with what occurred. And it really helped people see that even in a really challenging situation like that, where all eyes are on you, you can still go with the flow, remain calm and collected and just move on. It's fine. So it was a great experience. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, we have talked about so much and I've so enjoyed our conversation today, Lisa. So as we come to the close of the interview, we're going to wrap this up. My last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with one tip to support their journey, what would it be? Don't wait. If you are in a situation where you are stressed and you are thinking that I'm either going to bide my time for retirement or maybe I'm overreacting, you know, whatever the excuse is. Don't wait. Don't wait until you are faced with a life situation, which often is your health. It could be the ending of a marriage. It could be a financial difficulty, whatever it is. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't ignore it. Talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. Talk to an accountability partner if you have one. Talk to a coach, a mentor, a therapist, a family member. I found, though, in situations when they're really dire and upsetting, sometimes it's good to get an objective third person involved as opposed to somebody who's like too close to the situation because they may not necessarily be objective and not really intentionally, but they could be the cause of some of the stress, even though that's not their intention. Don't put off if you're in that situation, seek help, talk to somebody, talk to somebody. Don't allow your life to get to the point of like a severe wake up call and then you're like, oh, crap, now what? What a great tip. Thank you, Lisa, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Absolutely. You can follow Lisa Hammett on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter, YouTube, and on Facebook at Healthy Living Lisa Hammett. Also check out her website at lisahammett.com and her book on Amazon and other retailers. You can also take a free stress and wellness check at the link in the copy. So take your free stress and wellness checkup today. 
Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great. Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love, and Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.